0: Welcome to the Mind Hub podcast with Dee and Cody. We are back uh, from another hiatus that was not meant to happen, but life happens. <laughs> so, hopefully, that will be our last one for a while. And I hope you guys can hear me better because I finally got a new microphone. So, I'm excited for that. Um, and today, we are going to be bringing you another spicy topic episode, which Cody is kind of fuming at the ears to talk about this. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it sucks that this even has to be a spicy topic, honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I uh, should, I just, I don't know. Should I read the post or like, what should, yeah. how should, should we go about this?
0: Yeah. You okay. can go ahead and read. Uh, it's a really long post. You can read some of it if you want, like what bothers you the most about it. Yeah. Um, or you can read the whole thing. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just know it just that looks- it is a topic that might anger a few people. So that's why it's called a spicy <laughs> spicy. Yeah.
1: Topic. And it's like, you know, we're going to give kind of like our our take on it, but of course, you know, opinions are just opinions and stuff. So just remember that. Uh, <laughs> so, you sent me a post by this person on Instagram. Uh dr rachel milner i guess she's a therapist and uh yeah i didn't know what to expect so i was just like oh (laughs) why did you just send me and then all right so it's like a slide post so it starts with um there are so many or wow i can read okay there are some things that are harder to do in a fat body and that doesn't mean weight loss is the solution a thread Likely because of weight stigma and the fear that acknowledging that anything is harder in a fat body will result in weight loss recommendations, we don't talk about this enough. But the truth is, there are some things that are harder in a fat body, just like there are some things that are harder in a short body or tall body, but we don't suggest getting taller or shorter. <sighs> As an example, <laughs> it's long. <laughs> it's to, yeah, it's harder to put my shoes and socks on in a fat body than it is. Than it has been when I've been in a smaller body. There are parts of my body that are just harder to reach. I wonder how different it would be if we approached these moments without judgment and could imagine how we could respond if anti-fat bias didn't exist. (laughs) Minus anti-fat bias, we would figure out ways to accommodate our body's needs without judgment. We would get the tools we need, the assistive devices, and ask for help from those around My kids are awesome at unzipping my boots." She put in um, brackets. So, is it annoying to figure out ways to do things that might be easier if my body was smaller? Of course, it's also annoying to put my contacts in every morning and it would be easier if I didn't need them. But no one judges me about needing contacts. In summary, there are some things that are harder to do in a fat body. There are some things that are harder to do in all kinds of bodies. We need to talk about this more so that so that other fat people don't think there's something wrong with their body. We need to normalize what it means to have a body and specifically a fat body. And whatever your needs are in your fat body, weight loss is not the answer. And so underneath that <laughs> as the caption, the first thing like that already kind of, you know, got me a little riled up, but then I read the caption and this is what like super got to me. So it says, reminder, even if you think weight loss is the answer, it's not going to be maintained long-term for the vast majority of people. So weight loss is not the answer. So that pissed me (laughs) off because that's just like, you're, you're taking people's hope away. Like you're just spreading hopelessness. And that's where I think the biggest problem with all of this is. It's just that it's like telling people, you can't make a change you can't do this you just have to accept this how it is you have to accept that tying your shoes is going to be harder for the rest of your life you have to accept that you can't do certain things and it's never going to change but you shouldn't like judge yourself for it it's like i'm not saying judge yourself i'm just saying like okay first of all she's also really super lazy with her false equivalencies of being tall and being short like comparing that (laughs) because you literally can't do anything about that um if you're short like i'm short of course there's things that i i couldn't you know play basketball professionally <laughs> like there's a lot of things that i just can't do cuz i'm short i can't slam dunk i can't i can't reach things on the top shelf like i got to climb shit all the time uh and it's like or if you're tall like my brother is tall he can't get shorter he probably would prefer because his legs just you know airplanes are not the most comfortable thing you know he could hardly fit in there um but like there's literally nothing you can do about it unless you have some like really invasive surgery where they like break your legs and like extend them. And essentially you're like a human pogo stick, but like, no, that's, if you go that far, that's pretty insane. But also being tall or short doesn't negatively affect your health. Um, And there is a solution to, you know, the problems that you have as a larger person that's if you want to change. So it's like I agree on the terms of no one should judge you based on your size at all like that is your own it is your life like you are allowed to not want change. But it's like if someone is looking to change but then we're being fed these ideas of like you're not going to be able to maintain it. I uh, you know it's weight loss isn't the answer that sort of thing. It's like I don't think weight loss is always the answer, but I think that it could be a a solution so it's almost like comparing to being like oh sobriety isn't the answer because the majority of people cannot stay sober so therefore being sober is not the answer so I just find a lot of the way that she words things <laughs> to be ridiculous
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I I do understand the part where she's talking about we need to normalize fat bodies and we need to like you know like, make sure that people are not ashamed of being fat. Like, I think that those are really good points because I I, I think, I mean, they should be a little bit normalized. Like, you shouldn't be judged for being fat because, like, nobody knows why you got that way if something happened, if you had trauma, things like that. So on that aspect, I agree with her. But, like, her caption, like, she went about it completely wrong. And, like, she could have worded it way better. Um, And to say that most people like don't keep it off like that's basically like you said like giving people false hope like that's not fair because you can do it and you can keep it off like yeah it just bothers me
1: (laughs) yeah and I think the thing that I find most frustrating with like the I mean I don't know I wouldn't even say that I'm like pro diet but the like anti-diet movement that's like oh diet culture you know it's like the famous they're just like diet culture is evil blah, blah blah but it's like if you have a healthy relationship with food and you have a balanced diet, that's not diet. Like that's just eating. (laughs) Yeah. Like when does something turn in from just being a human and eating food to becoming a diet? Like when it's good for you, I don't understand. Like where is the line that we're drawing and being like, (laughs) Oh yeah, you're dieting because it's good for you and you're losing weight and stuff like that. But it's like, but is it, or is it just that you've changed some habits and it's completely sustainable and you're fine and, you're like, cool. I'm so glad I did this. Like there, it is possible. It doesn't have to be uh, this thing of deprivation. I feel like people just have this, this mindset or this, there's this stigma around fitness and nutrition and health that you have to deprive yourself of so many things and it's miserable. And like, why would anyone want to live that way? And it's like, yo, no, that's, that's not the case. Like, I mean a lot of times with with clients that I have, they're like, Holy crap, like I can't I feel like I'm eating too much. I can't eat all of my I can't hit my calories because they're <laughs> eating, you know, like they're eating less processed foods, but they're still allowed to like have treats and stuff, but it's they don't feel deprived. There isn't this like, Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry, I'm dying. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Like your diet doesn't have to be that way. You know, like you yeah. can fit things cereal or like cakes and stuff like you can fit that stuff in your diet not all the time but like you can fit it in there and you can sustain it like you don't have to do keto you don't have to do pescatarian you don't have to do the carnivore i've been seeing a lot of that lately (laughs) like you have to do what works for you and if that's counting calories then that's cool if that's macros that's cool but like you don't have to debride uh deprive yourself 100%. You know, maybe in the beginning, you might need to just a little bit more um, so that you Mm -hmm. can get the triggers out of the way and, and, you know, have a better relationship with food. But eventually, you'll be able to add those things back in. And it's not forever. You don't have to count calories or track things forever. Like you you don't have to.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like just with any other relationship. I I think, you know, how you have to set healthy boundaries with things, especially if, you know, you don't want people, like if you need alone time, you're gonna, you know, have to set some boundaries with people or if you only have so much energy to spare, you gotta make sure to set some boundaries and, or if certain people trigger you in your life, then you gotta set boundaries. So it's like the same with food. It's that, it's not that you're depriving yourself. You have to set those healthy boundaries just like you would in any other relationship. So it's not this big, like, oh you're not allowed to have this ever again or you just can't do this it's just like no every healthy relationship has boundaries including your relationship with food and it sucks at first especially if you've never had boundaries with food like it feels weird it's kind of like with any relationship um, if you're someone who really likes alone time but kind of like never told your partner that you need some alone (laughs) time and then all of a sudden you're like hey I need some alone time today. They're going to freak the fuck out because they think something's wrong. And they're like, holy crap, like you're breaking up with me. You don't like me anymore. It's just like that same kind of, you know, anxiety or just people are just like, oh, no, like I'm depriving myself because I didn't have cake today. You know, it's just like <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't have it next Saturday. Like it's it's fine. You, you're going to be OK.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, like a lot of clients always ask me, they're like, oh, like, like next and one of my clients, um, their father already purchased a five course meal at this fancy restaurant. And I was like, do you always go to a five? Like, do you always have a five course meal? They're like, no, I'm like, okay, so then enjoy it. And then the next day we'll make sure you get back on track. Like, you know, and they're like, yeah. well, I can really do that. And I'm like, yeah, as long as it's when it becomes a <laughs> habit that, you know, we need to address it. But like, you have to live your life still. Like that could be vacations, that could be treats. Like you can't just, like you said, deprive yourself all the time for the rest of your life it's just it's not sustainable
1: yeah and it's almost like you have to recognize that whatever you're most consistent at that's where your results are going to be so if you're consistently making not the greatest choices nutritionally you are going to see the results from that whether that's like the number on the scale close fitting tighter not feeling so hot but if you're choosing more consistently, choosing better choices of foods, you're going to start to see the results of that as well. So it's like improved health. You're feeling better. Maybe the the scale weight is going down. Maybe your clothes are fitting better. Um, so it's like one little meal of a, a treat meal is is not going to do anything because you're consistently choosing better choices. Uh, so really, what matters is that what is your high consistent consistency rate in that's going to get you towards your goal and it's like choosing more consistently better food choices choosing to work out more consistently versus instead of like choosing to not work out more consistently so you just got to kind of remember like all of those choices they all add up in the end to like get you either further or closer to where you want to be
0: yeah and like I actually saw a few fellow trans people share that post and like even I feel like that brings up a whole like more emotions because like you know when you're trans you have body dysphoria or body dysmorphia so then and you're bigger so you feel like you know like that you're not accepted in a fat body and all these other things and it's like you can love yourself and if if you don't think there's anything wrong with you and you don't feel like there's anything wrong with you then you don't necessarily have to do anything like like that's your choice, and that's okay. But like, you can still like. I, I'm a very. Um, I'm a. i am I am an advocate that that says you have to love yourself at every step of the way. Um, I loved myself when I was 360 pounds, but I knew that I wanted to change, so I loved myself enough to let myself change. And like, I just, I just feel like it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think
1: you can almost kind of flip it around to be like what she's saying, she could say the same thing about, like, gender dysphoria and being, like, you know, you don't have to transition. You should just accept yourself how you are, and it's not going to, you know, help you long-term. And so it's kind of, like, oh. That's true. (laughs) It's almost, you know, similar to someone being, like, just because you have gender dysphoria and you want to transition doesn't mean that you should or that you have to. You should just accept your body how it is and how, like, how you were made and God made you that way. So it's like, wow, that's a, it's a little bit parallel to someone telling you that. Um, so it's kind of like weight loss isn't the solution for for everybody, but you can't make these big blanket statements and saying it's like not the solution at all. <laughs> uh, just like some people, you know, they choose to not transition, but that doesn't mean that everyone should choose to not transition. We have to have... We have to allow for choices essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's like to kind of just be spreading hopelessness and stuff like that, or being anti uh, diet, anti, you know, just weight loss in general. (laughs) It's kind of like, okay, but there's also this side where people are ready. and they want to lose weight, and they have their reasons for it. So they deserve the same um, resources and encouragement and support to do that for themselves as well. Uh, So I just feel like any time you get into this this anti-mindset can be kind of more harmful than good.
0: Yeah, and then I feel like if you're in that anti-mindset, a lot of people are very negative people and negative mindset. And like I deal with that a lot with people where they're like, they're always feeling down on themselves and they're like when you're around them you have to like basically prepare yourself to be around them because they're so mentally draining and I feel like that also plays an aspect on that because then like that's a reason why they can be lazy or why they can be negative because they're just accepting the way that they are when like you don't have to live your life that way like I see a lot of people our age, like 30s, and they're already giving up on their life, and like they're staying at a job they don't want. They're like, "Okay, like I want to lose weight, but it's never going to happen." It's like you're still young; you can still do everything you want to do in life. Like it's not too late. And like I've been seeing that lately with a lot of people our age, and it's like it's never too late.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's just, uh, I think it still just falls along those lines of people feeling like they're not capable enough of accomplishing things. Um, so you know that's why when you see posts like that kind of reinforcing that doubt or um, that hopelessness I'm just like that's not that's not her place um, that's not you know that's no one's place to say that it's you know not the solution and it pff, yeah I think it just it rouses me up and it's just like I just want people to understand that no one deserves to be judged or whatever off of their weight and their body. Um, I just think everyone deserves a chance at, you know, finding out what they're capable of and living life to their fullest. And yes. with if that means that, you know, you need to lose weight because there's a lot of things you want to do that you can't, you deserve to mm-hmm. get help and like be able to get to that point where you're living life to your fullest potential and you're happy so it's like fuck anyone who says that you can't
0: (laughs) there is just a big huge stigma around weight loss and diet culture and blah 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 and all of that sort of thing that like we get it all the time I don't know if you get it as much anymore but like I still get messages especially from the trans community that are like you're anti like love yourself and anti like body positivity and I'm like no I actually want people to love themselves and love the bodies that they're in like yeah. come on and it's just like at some point like it's a choice it's the choice for the person to want to do it or not want to do it like it's their choice but they shouldn't be seeing things like that like oh you're never going to be able to keep it off then and then they're like okay i'm not even going to try because like if i saw that like at my heaviest i probably would have been like oh, okay like i'm not even going to try that i'm not gonna be able to keep it off but like well give me i've kept off probably at least 100 pounds for more than like two or three years so like It is possible. Like, it's a struggle sometimes, but like, you can do it.
1: Yeah. Was there ever a time that you were kind of like on the the anti-diet side, like before you lost weight? Or did you ever, or is that kind of before that all kind of came to the surface?
0: I was always like, I was more in the, like the body positive, like body positivity movement before I really knew what it was. And before it turned into what it is now, um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I was ever anti-diet because I started around 2017. So like that was before Instagram had like all the weight loss influencers and all the like different kinds of diets and things like this, things like that. But I don't, that's a good question, but I, I don't think I was.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I was just like, I don't know when it started. I'm like, yeah. what year is it that the song... <laughs> I don't like...
0: Because um, like, I, I didn't see a lot of... Like, I saw like Obese to Beast, I think. And like, there was Danny Gets <laughs> Fit. And there was a very few, very minimal amount of like weight loss it, pe- people on Instagram, or at least that I knew of around like 2017 era. Because like, before that, there weren't really stories. There like... Instagram was just where you shared pictures, like that was about it. I don't even think you could share videos at that point. So like, it was very, it was very different than what it is now.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's interesting how it's kind of evolved. And I know that there's kind of almost like two definitions, like when someone says anti diet, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're like anti weight loss or health or whatever. Um, I guess, in a way I could be like, I'm anti diet in the sense that I don't think you have to like, do the fad diets like you don't got to go do keto and
0: or thrive
1: um, yeah so it's like you don't have to do the the fad diets it's just learning how to eat and like bettering your relationship with food um so it's just you know it should turn from dieting to eating is all
0: (laughs) and then you see or at least like lately i've seen a lot of like weight loss cults going around
1: Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I think I sent you, or I was going to send you one, but I think I forgot. Like, there's people who, like, have a cult, and, like, they have, like, m- like a recording of them, like, basically having you do, uh, like, meditation, but they're like, oh, like, you're going to lose the weight because of me, and all these other weird things, and-, <laughs> and this person on Instagram has, like, a million followers, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do people... I know I'm getting off topic, but, like, why do people fall for these things?
1: Uh, because of <laughs> hopelessness. <laughs> because there's this lady telling them that they can't maintain it. So they're Actually, like, need a- some sort of voodoo magic, true. man. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I can't do this, I need, I need help. So we're going to go to, like, this fat-burning pill because it's obviously not possible without it. So it's just like, oh, it's a vicious cycle. Can we just – can we just tell people that like they're worthy and they can do the things that they want to do? Like they are capable without being like, oh yeah, but you, this isn't the solution because you can't.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't mind keto or like carnivore. Like I would never do it, but for some people like it's sustainable and they really enjoy eating that way. And that's perfectly fine for them. It's the people who are very pushy, who are like DMing me, you shouldn't eat carbs. I'm like, Uh, I lost over 150 pounds eating carbs. So like, yeah, I can eat carbs. And like one of my clients messaged me and they're like, do you eat rice every day? And I'm like, pretty much I have a little bit of rice or potatoes every day. And they're like, I thought those were bad. And I was like, no, not necessarily. (laughs) Like, you know, like, it's like, there's so many different like misinformation out there. And it's like, you can find what works best for you and whether that's keto or not or whatever. I know we always talk about keto because it's just the easiest thing to talk about. like
1: Because <laughs> it's so big right now. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> you can find something like that <laughs> that works for yourself. Um, and you don't have to do something that someone's selling or you don't have to do the diet that's the hottest. Because I remember when I, when I first lost weight in 2013, um, before I gained it all back, Atkins was a thing. Mm -hmm. which i think is pretty much like keto i never followed it (laughs) never really knew but i think it's It's basically the same thing
1: yeah it's atkins uh it's modern atkins essentially it's like a (laughs) rebrand yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah it's like the reason that you know keto can work for some people is because it eliminates a lot of the foods that tend to people to trigger people to overeat yeah So it's kind of like if it removes like you know, cupcakes and uh, cookies and chips and stuff like that, then it's like, yeah, of course, you know, it's going to help you lose weight. But in the long term, like, what are you going to do after that? Are you just never going to have carbs again? I mean, I, pff, that sounds like a pretty miserable life.
0: <laughs> I, I have someone I work with. Um, he has lost over 150 pounds on keto. And I'm always like, you're going to have carbs. He's like, no, no, I'm scared. And I'm like, what he's like yep I'm never gonna have carbs again and I'm like oh boy like I could never do that like I mean it's working for him but I love donuts way too much so I could (laughs) never give them up forever like I I just couldn't like carbs like uh, carbs are life I need that shirt that says carbs are life
1: (laughs) I think it's like We have all these options that are available, and I think that if someone finds that something like keto works for them or whatever um, diet, that's cool, but you just have to know that it's not the only way, it's not the only solution, not everyone um, has to cut out carbs to lose weight, Um, but, you know, everyone's different, like some people really, really struggle with keeping um, a certain like certain foods in their diet when they're trying to lose weight because it is triggering um, and that's where it comes back to sometimes having to set boundaries because it's like if you are trying to keep things balanced but every time that you treat yourself with some cookies you eat the whole bag of cookies then you have to kind of think okay maybe I should set some boundaries with this right now not keep it in the house um, maybe you know have to go go get it and then eat it outside of the house and not bring anything back with me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like little tweaks, little boundaries that you have to try to figure out what is something that's probably not a great idea for you in the moment. Um, Cause you know, moderation is something it's like the word that gets thrown around all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's all about moderation. It's all about balance, but it's like in some stages of the process, moderation is not exactly doable for everybody because no, there's still that like I got a taste of that sugar uh, that donut and I'm gonna like oh man I need some more now and so it's just like you gotta learn you gotta learn yourself and be aware and sometimes you know some things that help with that are just I mean that's why tracking your food can be so helpful and above and beyond tracking if you have a food journal where you can like write down how you're feeling like emotionally every time. Uh, you eat a certain food or anytime you kind of like go into one of those fuck it modes or binges, uh, if you write out the emotions surrounding it, sometimes it can really bring some awareness to how you got there in the first place. When mm-hmm. you're stressed, sleep deprived, maybe you didn't eat enough calories in the beginning of the day and you were just like ravenous. And so you're just, I'm going for everything. Um, so there's just a lot of ways to figure yourself out. And I know we're supposed to be, like the experts of ourselves but we're not we don't know what we're doing half the time because it's like we learn about ourselves so much still like on a daily basis and it's just like if you look back when you're like 20 years old and you're like damn I didn't even know who I was and so it's like you can look back when it comes to your fitness journey and be like looking back five years from now and be like oh my gosh I can't believe I was eating that or I kept doing that and now I'm just like cruising and you know so it's all a learning process
0: yeah I will say for me like for the past like four months or however long summer shedding has ended like I haven't like I didn't track food and like I saw old habits creep up um, but like I started tracking like at the end of last week and like now I can already feel a difference. Like I'm sleeping better. Like, um, and like I'm eating more calories than I was on prep. So it's like, Oh wow. Like I can eat all these foods, but like, once you notice those old habits creeping in, then you gotta be like, crap, I don't want to be 300 pounds again. So I have to do something about it quick or it could easily get there in a few months. So like you will learn yourself and you will learn when you need to track and when you won't need to track and all this other stuff. And I felt like we went off track Oh on this episode <laughs> but I feel like we always do that so
1: <laughs> yeah like it works somehow in a roundabout way um but yeah I just think that you know going back to her post of um she could have phrased it way way different and better <laughs> uh so that's the main thing that I have an issue with and like to be clear I don't think that anyone deserves to be an judged or discriminated against due to you know being in a larger body like that's not where i'm coming from it's just a matter of like if there are things that would improve like if there's if weight loss would improve your life and like have you be able to do the things that you want to do um she says it's not the solution but i would argue with that and be like that would be a good option (laughs) so we could maybe you should think about that and uh if that's something you want you can do it that's all
0: (laughs) yeah I mean there's a whole bunch of posts that she posts that we could go through we could have a whole series about it (laughs) like if we (laughs) wanted to (laughs) maybe we will (laughs) but like we're also we're not like judging her or any okay maybe a little bit but like (laughs) we just we just want you to know (laughs) (laughs) we just want you to know that like you can do it like you don't have to listen to what necessarily she's saying and we're saying that she could have said things in a little bit different way um and again like cody just said like i agree i don't think people should be judged for their weight or anything and i think that there should be more um um representation of bigger bodies um just so some kids and stuff know that like not that it's okay but like that there are people of of, that look like them there in the society i can't talk but i always can't talk so
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think a lot of the i mean with reviewing some of her posts it seems to see that like that she finds freedom or she's she thinks of freedom as being able to like eat whatever you want like anytime you know like to her, that's what freedom is. Like I've read multiple posts where she talks about. Um, now I can't find it anymore.
0: Free falling. That's just, uh, that's all that made me think of it. <laughs> you don't want to listen to my it's... singing.
1: <laughs> Ready, go. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would argue that like freedom from food is different in the sense that you can also say No. I, yes. I feel like with anything, if you cannot say no, that is not free. Just like in a relationship. Like if someone's, <laughs> if you're like.
0: Cody giving yeah, relationship like, advice today.
1: <laughs> that's a new one. Just food relationship advice. But like think of food as, as like an abusive partner that you can never say no to, right? Like that's not freedom. <laughs> so yeah, it's just all sorts of 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 weirdly phrased and 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 messed up and i'm just like yo you know just let people do their thing don't judge people but then don't also just strip them of their hope
0: (laughs) i think that's the thing that got to us the most was yeah her stripping people of their hope i i think that's like when it comes down to it if you're still listening to the podcast i think that's pretty much like what bothers us the most yeah because like we try to inspire as many people as we can as coaches and like just as I guess influencers in quotation marks so
1: yeah and I think that it just gets a little dangerous when it's almost like body body positivity becomes this moral high ground and when when you feel like if you don't love your body at a certain point then you're just like failing yourself and it's just like yeah but even as trans people it's almost like oh, so then should we feel ashamed that we, like, changed our bodies to transition? Uh, so it's almost just, like, I'm all about options, like, you know what you got to do to feel better about yourself, whatever that means. I mean, as long as you're not hurting people, but, like, any extreme for for anything is just not good, and I'm going to stop talking.
0: <laughs> when you said harm harm people, I thought of serial killers, because I always listen to the podcast serial killer podcast but that's off topic (laughs) anyway (laughs) did you have anything else you wanted to let the people that listen to us if we still have listeners (laughs)
1: um for some reason i just (laughs) i was like well i wonder if like serial killers would be considered body
0: positive
1: (laughs) they're like I mean, they do some weird (laughs) shit with bodies. So They're like, I love bodies. I don't know.
0: Okay. (laughs) On that (laughs) note, I think we should end the podcast here. (laughs) We thank you all for listening. If you're still listening, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and you can find us wherever you can find podcasts. And if you have a topic that you want us to cover or a spicy topic you want us to cover let us know in our dms on instagram at mindhub podcast and we will hopefully have another episode next week too so yes
1: maybe we'll pick another one of her posts (laughs) (laughs) probably
0: not but we will probably one day at some point yes (laughs) (laughs) we hope you guys have a great week bye